The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. There are any number of reasons you might consider selling your home. To move closer to family, live within a smaller budget, or just wanting a change of scenery. Whatever your reasons, having to figure out all the various housing market trends in your area may not be what you signed up for. That's where an agent who is a Realtor comes in. Realtors have the expertise to help you find the right price and navigate the process to sell your home in a way that's right for you. That's who we are. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. Hello there, boys and girls, and welcome to another episode of Circling the Bases, proudly a part of NBC Sports Edge. I'm your host, Colin Henderson. Joining me today, as always, is Mr. Christopher Crawford. Chris, it seems the Tigers and Marlins have a yard sale sign on their front porch, yeah. including Jess Chisholm and Tariq Skubal. How are you feeling about all this? I mean, it's really interesting. I'm, I'm sure... Like the, just the quotes of basically everybody's available in Detroit. If I was a fan of the Detroit Tigers right now, I would be so frustrated. I mean, yep. I still think that they've got a really bright future there. And it, I get exploring – like I get exploring a Scooble trade just because like I don't think this is a future ace. I think mm-hmm. he's really good. And I think that the cost control can't be ignored. Mm-hmm. But – is he the guy who's going to be pitching at the top of a rotation of a playoff team for a long time? I don't know, man. And you could probably get some really, really good prospects because I, I don't think he hits free agency until uh, 2038. But that was fun. It was uh, it was fun to see some uh, some rumors just because this trade deadline has been yeah. Dull. And you mentioned Scooble there. I mean. In a world, and I, I think it behooves the Tigers to at least listen to any conversation about this because the pitching market is so thin outside of Luis Castillo and Sean Manaya, maybe Paul Blackburn, maybe the Red Sox tear it all down and suddenly Avaldi comes on the play. But like the sure. pitching market, especially the starting pitching market, is not very strong. There might be a return for him. But yeah. listening to all of this, I mean, it's just such a bummer to hear because – this was a Tigers team that had one of the top five records post all-star break last year, goes out this offseason, spends the money on Javi Baez, trades for Austin Meadows. This is supposed to be the, you know, the season. Miggy's gonna get uh 500 and they're gonna, you know, maybe yes. storm up the central. And right. all of those plans have gone horribly awry. I mean, it's been awful. I mean I I I don't know what you do if you're Detroit yeah, other than I mean, it's rough. stay patient and stay the course. Yeah. By the way, I will say uh, it is extremely hot here. And uh, <laughs> those of you who are watching uh, on the podcast, uh, thank you. And also you're going to get to me watch me drink this bad boy as we're going. My mommy brought me a, a very nice uh, milkshake uh, milk coffee thing so I can have my energy and also a nice cold treat too. It's very good. You hear that, mom? You hear that, mom? He's getting deliveries. All right. I think so that I'm might have been mom here. sending me a I'm message right now. Here 
just schvetzing <laughs> over here, just trying to get through the day. And there. What do you got temperature there? Uh, I mean, actually, today was the first non 90 degree day in like the last okay. six. So yeah. I can't complain today. Today's actually probably probably a much higher humidity where you are there. So you can uh, almost assuredly. Yeah, because yeah, we don't get humidity here. I mean, <laughs> 94 to 95 is still extremely hot. And that's what it is. Like I said, um, U.S. Once coasters you get a, don't get humidity. You get to no. go to sleep at a reasonable hour <laughs> night while finishing all the sports games. You yeah. get to wake up to sports. I don't want to talk about a U.S. coast. Oh, and we have everything way, way better seafood than you guys do, too. There's I'm sorry. No it's argument there. I'm not arguing that. I mean, the good it. people of New England might have a couple says about that. Right. Maybe yeah. maybe some uh, some Bay Area. I mean, uh, some of the people down in the uh, DMV area. But otherwise. What's your uh, thoughts on soft shell crab? I like it. I'm, I'm not a gigantic seafood person. You want to okay. get a reach out of me, like talk to me about a good steak or something like that. A good yeah. meat. I'll talk sure. for 20 minutes. Sure. Seafood is a, seafood is an evolving cuisine for me. It's something <laughs> I did not grow up eating yeah. and I'm forcing myself to continue to go out and try and eat it more. Sure. So that way I can appreciate it better when I go out. So like it's- when I was down in Myrtle beach for like a month, I ate seafood probably like four nights a week. You know what I mean? There like something yeah. there. But uh, I don't have a firm and, and hard opinion on soft shell crab. I've never had it. The, the idea of it bugs me. Like eating <laughs> a shell just kind of bugs me. Um, but, you know, I, I love crab. I, and it's Jim Halpert's favorite food. So yeah. it can't be that bad. I've heard Jim Halpert say that it's his favorite food in the show. Now, real quick before we actually start talking about baseball. Have you ever had she crab soup before? No. So she crab soup is a – you take some crab – you take cherry or sherry. I always pronounce that wrong. I was going to say, the, if you take taking cherry and yeah, crab, yeah, yeah. yeah. start the, uh, <laughs> the drink that Niles and uh, yeah. Fraser both really like a lot. Exactly. Cherry. Um, and then you take a, uh, a cream and you mix it together and it is delectable. And oh, I've only awesome. had it in Virginia. Um, I know that they have it like all over the mid Atlantic. Mm-hmm. So the next time you're in Myrtle beach, if you see she, she crab soup, that's a tough one to say. She crab soup. Next time you see it on the menu, I'd recommend it. I'm scooting on down there to do it. Coming up on the show today, Chris and I have scoured the waiver wire so you don't have to. Yes. We've highlighted players available in more than half of Yahoo leagues that can give your team the boost it needs to claw your way into the playoffs or add to your counting stats and ratios. Have some waiver questions of your own? Well, be sure to hit us up on Twitch if you are watching this live or reach out to Chris and I on Twitter after the show to hear our three cents. But before we get to the wire, it goes down in the AM this Sunday on Peacock with MLB Sunday leadoff coverage presented by Uber Eats. Catch the Tigers take on the Blue Jays north of the border on Sunday, July 31st at 1130 AM Eastern live on NBC and Peacock. To learn more, go to Peacock.com slash MLB. And if you want a chance to win 25 grand on the game, go download the NBC Sports Predictor app powered by PointsBet and enter Sunday's free Grand Slam Pick'em contest. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. 
A lot can happen between falling in love with a house online and owning it. Between imagining living there and breathing in your new home for the first time. Having an advocate who can help you navigate the complex world of financing, inspections, negotiating, analyzing the market, and talking through any anxieties that may pop up, that can make all the difference. That's what the expertise of a Realtor can do for you. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors and bound by a code of ethics. Because that's who we are. It's hard not to add a side of hot, crispy hash browns to your favorite McDonald's breakfast. It's even harder not to eat said hash browns before you get home. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And before we get to the full wire, a, let me take a brief, quick shout out to my dad, TJ Henderson, his brother, Jeff Henderson, and the rest of Pirate Crew. Oh, yeah. Uh, if you remember this from last year. Yeah, I do. From Mackinac Island. Um, after his race, he not only did the Bayview Mackinac race this year, but also the Chicago Mackinac race a week after that. So for the mm-hmm. last fortnight, he's basically been sailing and just landed yesterday, came in second in their class and third cool. overall out of Very approximately cool. 300 ships, Very uh, cool. that raced, uh, Chris, it's just a casual 300 mile boat trip that Jeez. they, uh, apparently storm winds of up to 63 miles an hour during the race. So, you know, uh- a casual, casual kind of boating that's day. Yeah, that's very what I think cool. Of when I think about being on the water, but congratulations! <laughs> yeah, congrats to to both Hendersons sure. and Pirate Crew for their very impressive uh, Chicago Mackinac race. That's awesome. So, I love the Mackinac peaches, so I'm happy again to. Uh, still not a real product. Has still not a real product, and I still but, think they said the Mackinac peaches. I was just watching this episode the other day. I think the Mackinac peaches they said is from like Wisconsin or something like that. It's like <laughs> yeah. Michigan. I heard delicious. that and I was like, come on, guys. Delicious um, from the Midwest. Yeah, it's something from the Midwest. Uh, so let's get to the waiver wire here. So yeah. we, Chris and I are going to break it up. Um, infielders, outfielders, and pitchers. So if you need to specifically get to one, feel free to fast forward after the fact to get to it. But mm-hmm. good content all throughout. Let's start with the infield. Chris, why don't you start us off with it, uh, with a good infielder available for pickup. Sure. Uh, and our buddy Chad asked the questions. Can this is going to oh, answer part of it? So I'm down Jose Iglesias and they need to fill in. Is Vavra, Taryn Vavra, worth a look purely for the empty batting average since he fills in at the same position? Other options are Luis Guillaume, but how much he plays is an issue. And Chad Pinder, yeah. while he's hot, it's great. That is great, buddy. That is yeah. not ideal. Um, but I will give you some options. Like he may not be available in your league, but I want to start off with a guy. So we were doing the research before this because we work hard on our jobs and stuff like that every once in a while. Santiago Espinal is available in 66% of leagues, and it makes no sense to me. Other than the fact that maybe his playing time is going to be more of a little bit of a split thing. But if you're talking about a guy who could help in the average category – I mean, this is an all-star. Like, I know that can be, like, a meaningless type of thing, but he yeah. earned that trip there. I mean, he was hitting for, I think he's hitting right now, like, something in the 280, 290 range, and he deserves it. Like, he is a guy who can spray the baseball all over the ballpark. Do I expect a lot of power from him? No. Do I think he's going to be, like, among the league leaders in stolen bases? Also big no. But this is a second baseman who can hit for average, is playing in the, my favorite personal lineup, you look at the hard hit percentage and it's not super exciting, but the expected batting average in the 87th percentile, he does not strike out. And he's a way better defensive player than Kevin Biggio as well. And I think that's going to matter. Mm-hmm. Hitting 272, so a little lower than I thought. 
but he deserves better than that. And I would imagine that he hits in that 280 range for the next couple of months and scores some runs for you as well. I mean, on that lineup, there as long as he's in the lineup and doing anything in that lineup, he should be scoring runs at the very least. Yeah. Um, I like that. I, I was surprised you and I, you sent me your list right before the show. And I was like, mm-hmm. there's no way he's available <laughs> in 50% of leagues. And somehow he is. So mm-hmm. um, he's not available in any of the leagues I'm in. So right. make sure you go grab him there. Um, sure. Let's pop over to me here. Uh, let's talk about Christian Walker again. I've brought him up on the show before. People right. aren't listening to me. I'm going to continue to to bang this drum. Um, he's got 22 home runs and 49 RBIs on the year, 44 runs scored, an OPS of 755. Those are all very good numbers if I didn't tell you that Christian Walker was the name associated with it. Right. Uh, yes, he has a 202 average, but his expected batting average is 250. It's yeah. the fifth biggest difference between actual average and expected average. And his expected slugging is 500 on the dot which is 18th in baseball, and that's higher than Paul Goldschmidt. That's mm-hmm. higher than Vlad Jr., C.J. Crone, uh, Josh Bell, Mookie Betts, all of them with an expected slugging less than Christian Walker. Also, mm. Christian Walker, there's a very real possibility that he might be wearing a different uniform in a week. Absolutely. And if he is, he is going to have a much better offensive scenario around him. I think now is the last chance you have to go scoop him up. He is available still in 53% of Yahoo leagues. Go do it now. Because I, I don't know why he's still available, this available, both in ESPN and Yahoo leagues. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I really like Walker. He's been a guy that we've been talking about for a while now. Mm-hmm. You've been being in the, banging that drum, and I, I, I totally agree with it. Um, the other thing to keep in mind, too, with Walker is like he's getting pitched around a lot in yeah. Arizona. If he goes plays for a contender going to get more pitches to hit and he's going to get a chance to i think get more balls to drive and maybe you won't see as many home runs as he was hitting but you'll see that average go up and i think that's a fair trade-off um the other guy that i really was surprised is this low in terms of roster percentage i know he's been frustrating alec bohm and he's Mm -hmm. on a heater right now and that's the reason why i'm hot on this guy and at some point Alec Bohm is starting to start going to start hitting the ball over the fence. Can I guarantee that it's over the next two months? No, I can't. I wish I could. But at some point, that's going to come. So in Dynasty Leagues, that's going to help. If he can be a 280 to 290 hitter at the third base position, which is just disaster is too strong a word, but to call it top heavy is the understatement of yeah. understatements. It is very hard for me to say that anybody, that Alec Bohm is anything but either a back-end third baseman one or a starting corner corner infielder. Either one of those is worth, and mm-hmm. he's available in way too many leagues right now. I'm with you on that. Uh, and again, he's a heater. I think at this point of the year, if you're looking for someone to fill a spot, sure. you know, say, for example, Rafi Devers just went on the IL, and you're looking mm. for someone to take that spot, grab a heater. You don't yeah. need him for forever. You just need him until until Devers is back. Grab right. whoever's got the hottest bat on your waiver and grab he is extremely hot. Speaking of yep. hot, uh, Yandy Diaz, available in 62% of Yahoo leagues. Um, he's hitting 294 on the year, four home runs, 30, 30 RBIs, 43 runs scored, but he's got an OPS of 810. Um, no, the power is not going to be a thing with him, but runs scored and batting average very much will be. Um, mm-hmm. Since the... Since July 1st, he's batting 366 with an OPS north of one with 12 walks and nine strikeouts. I mean, he's got more walks and strikeouts this month. He's batting close to 360. Oh, he's batting over 360 this month. I wow. mean, if you're looking for a hot hand, there's a hot hand to go grab. Go grab now. 
again, yeah. available in 62% of leagues. Of league. The thing that's about Diaz is, is that his approach at the plate is so good yeah. that he's going to be a helper in the on-base category especially. But if we're just talking about five-by-five, five, his expected batting average is earned because he has such a discernible eye at the plate and makes contact with everything. Like he's in the bottom 90 or in the top 97th percentile in whiff percentage in the top 95th percentile in chase rate. That's hard to do. Like, you know, yeah. and, and a walk percentage of 98% with the expected batting average in the 88th percentile. He is very much legit. Um, I'll talk about the guy who he's kind of been playing platoonish with. Mm-hmm. Isaac Paredes, and excuse me, I'm going to get this name right someday. <laughs> Isak Paredes is a guy that I really like. Now, look, he slowed down a little bit. The power hasn't been showing up quite as much. But that's a little bit regression to the mean on the opposite side. He couldn't keep hitting the ball over the fence that the way right. he was. I just like this power so much. I like the fact that you can play him in a few places in Yahoo leagues. I believe when I was looking, his roster percentage was like significantly down there. And I think some of that has been that people have kind of given up on him a little bit. Mm-hmm. I'm still a big fan. I think he's going to be a big contributor over these final two months. He's someone I'd absolutely be rostering. Uh, let's go over to the catch position. I know you have a catcher to target here. Why don't you talk about him first? Sure. MJ Melendez. I mean, he's rostered in 41% of leagues. That doesn't make any sense to me. I mean, he's hitting at the top of the lineup sometimes for the, the Kansas City Royals right now. You have to love that. Like, the lineup isn't great, but, you know, it gives him the chance to score some runs. The power is legit. I had no questions about the power. There's a guy who hit over 40 home runs uh, during his minor league season last year. And he's hit something like 12 this year in, in fairly limited time. I mean, he's gotten to double digits without being uh, a guy who started the season. In in a catcher, if you're playing in a two-catcher league, he's an obvious must-roster. Yeah, I think he's a catcher one for the rest of the season. I think that with how bad Kansas City is, they're going to find a way to make sure he's in the lineup mm-hmm. to go through some hots and colds. And you can take advantage of that playing time, even if he doesn't help in the average category. I think he's going to help enough in power category for it to matter. And even in a world where um, Salvador Perez comes back, and again, yes. it seems like it, he is actually expected to potentially make a rehab assignment this week. So what was a six to eight week span for his injury, he might be come back on the very short end of it. Um, even in that scenario where he does come back, there's a DH spot. They're going to find a way of getting both of these bats into the lineup as much as humanly possible. I don't think that changes the conversation at all. No. If you are worried about there, I don't think so. Real quick, by the way, this is a mm-hmm. guy who needs robot umpires. He's maybe the worst framer that I've ever seen, but he can really, really hit. Yeah, that helps. That uh, yeah. you'll you'll get ahead of that. Um, yeah. Chad mentioned, is there any trade deadline risk for Yandy, or is that not a direction you see the Rays going? I don't see the Rays moving Yandy mm-hmm. Diaz unless they – unless they're getting something way better for him unless yeah. someone's targeting him, because I don't know how much of a trade market that he has, but the Rays are still very much in the conversation. They're going to be adding at this deadline, not subtracting. I guess that would be the concern I'd have for Diaz and Paredes is that maybe they add and their playing time goes down because they sure. add somebody else. I would also be a little bit concerned about Curtis Mead, who is one of my favorite yes. prospects as well. And if they give him a shot, but at the same time, we're talking about two months. If you have to drop these guys, oh, well, you know, exactly. we're, we're talking about guys that you're adding to your roster with the fact that there's way more reward than risk. 
Right. And really all of these guys were talking about you're adding until they're not useful for you anymore. And then you move on to the next guy. That's how, that's where we are in the season now. We're not falling in love with anyone Um, from a catcher position. I want to bring up Carson Kelly um, available in 86% of Yahoo league. So widely available. If you are dealing with the catcher, you know, malaise, which is very prevalent out there. If you're a Gary Sanchez manager still for reasons, he has a 13 game hitting streak going back to July 4th. And since July 4th, he's slashing 422, 458, wow. 756 with nine extra base hits, nine RBIs, and 11 runs scored. That's 13 games. Um, and again, a 13 game hitting streak over that span. He's doing everything right now. And, sure. uh, and remember, this is a guy who just a year or two ago um, was putting up top five numbers from the catcher position. Obviously the big conversation has been around Dalton Varsho out there, but Carson right. Kelly still exists. And he, it seems like he wants to make a name for himself. He might be on the move over the next week, obviously being a diving back. It's possible. And Varsho sure. on the roster, but even right. if he is not, I think his bat absolutely plays. He is scorching hot right now. And I think he's better than the vast majority of back end catcher ones right now that many people have been kind of just leaving in their, their roster since opening day. So Carson Kelly is absolutely the name. Take a peek at. Yeah, absolutely. If you're, if you're one of those people that just needs help with the catcher position for a couple of months, take a look. And if he does get traded, he's somebody that I think can be um, more valuable than some of the other Mm -hmm. crap at the catcher position for lack (laughs) of a better term. Uh, The other guy for me, of course, I'm going to talk about a prospect, although I think he's probably lost eligibility. I've seen a lot of you giving up on Nolan Gorman. I would not give up on Nolan Gorman. I like his situation so much there. I think he's going to be a much better power hitter over the final two months. He's had some bad luck. And, you know, that's going to happen for a lot of young players. They're going to go through some ups and downs. And then on top of the ups and downs, you're also going to have some unfortunate luck as well. I think Nolan Gorman is still somebody that I'd want in my middle infield position in his the fact that he's rostered below 50% doesn't make a whole heck of a lot of sense to me. And I think I get it only because I, we, he came on the scene very strong has kind of cooled off since he's, we, he's not really doing anything special in any one category right now for someone to kind of go and grab, I think, but I'm completely with you. I think the potential is a hundred percent there. And if you are looking for a big impact bat, not somebody who's just going to get you, you know, just just kind of keep the boat afloat. If you're looking for someone who potentially could be a game changer down the stretch, Nolan Gorman is one of those players who has sure. that next gear to go to and can really make a lot it. of upside. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I think it's worth pointing out too, like he is struggling to an OPS plus of 107. I think we've got to realize yeah, point. that look, baseball is just different right now. These 700 OPS has all of a sudden become something that becomes acceptable. And he's hit nine home runs in 53 games. That's about yeah. a 27 homer pace at second base. I, I just think that this is somebody who should be on more rosters than not. I'm with you. Um, let's talk about another prospect who I think still has this prospect eligibility. I talk, I spoke about Vinny Pasquitino on our Sunday show. I'm going to bring him up again here available still in 79% of Yahoo leagues. His elite eye continues to be elite 15 strikeouts to 10 walks early in his career is just a really nice spell. He looks to be locking in. He's gone deep in three in, in three times already this month since his call-up. He also has four games against Yan- in Yankee Stadium this week. Just a nice spot for his left-handed bat. Someone to take mm-hmm. a peek at. Also, Luis Rios from Milwaukee, available sure. in 59% of leagues. 
Um, he has 10 home runs and 33 RBIs with 31 runs scored and OPS just shy of seven. Uh, he has a hit in every game since the all-star break. He's had a very good month of July and has positional flexibility at second, third and shorts, which is always a nice little benefit to have. Again, a little bit more of a deeper league play to me. I think I'd rather have all of the guys we mentioned above Arias right now, but sure. still a but still a very valuable piece that I think could fill in while you're waiting any type of injury concern or if you need anybody to plug and play. Yeah, absolutely. It's a it's a nice little depth piece to have, and you should be looking for those type of guys as somebody to plug in because you know you're going to see guys have injuries, you're going to see guys get shut down, you're going to see all sorts yeah. of weird stuff over over the summer. Uh, I definitely agree. Uh, let's go into the outfield, shall we? Shall we? Um, let's start off with a guy that is just a one-category player, but the category is steals. <laughs> Jorge Mateo. Like yep. I, I, The fact of the matter is, is this guy is fast as anybody in baseball. So and if we are deep enough in the league that if you've built up the counting stance stats everywhere else, this is the perfect time to go get him and mm-hmm. add him and hope that he can help you take your 10th place stolen base into like fifth or sixth, which can be a huge difference because when he gets on, there's a very good chance that he's going to run. I love players like Mateo for the final couple of months of the season. Yeah. The only issue is you can't steal first base. It's a very Billy Hamilton kind of skill set with him. It's like, it, it seems like somehow he struggles to get to first base, but good God, once you put him on first base, yep. he's going to be on third in about five pitches. And um, still 23 stolen bases, even with a two. Exactly. And the fact percentage. that he has 23 stolen bases and, and with a hit tool, I think an OPS, um, I mean, uh, OBP, if I remember correctly, that's under 250 or something. 260 is what it's at yeah, right 260, now. So. so like it's, it, it's bad. But yep. again, if you're looking for steals, this is a guy who is widely available who right. can straight up change your steals category. And I will also add to that he has the other benefit, and it'll be a common theme with a couple of my outfielders, of the fact that he's played only shortstop this year. But because of his the fact that he played everywhere last year, he's eligible in a lot of places. Always a benefit. Uh, mm-hmm. Let's talk about Kutch. Andrew McCutcheon, available in yep. 59% of Yahoo leagues. Uh, dude is heating up. Uh, has a hit in 11 of his last 13 games, scoring 10 runs, three homers, and driving in 13 runs over that span. Um, on the season, he's got 10 long balls with 45 RBIs, 43 runs scored, six stolen bases, and an OPS of 713. He's not a sexy name anymore, he's, he's a, but he is a name, and he is perf- he is still producing in the middle of the order on a, if the season were to end today, Almost a playoff team. I think technically, I think the Cardinals just jumped ahead of them. But right. either way, this is a team that they are going to ask a lot of him in the middle of that lineup mm-hmm. because they don't seem to ever want to add offense to that roster for reasons I don't understand. But Kutch is that offense right now. So, and he is hot. So I think this is a great name to go grab in your outfield. Um, Chad actually just mentioned Rymel Tapia, and I was about to bring him up. So I'm going to do it now. Sure. Um, he is available in 85% of Yahoo leagues. Way um, too low. Way too low. Currently on the year, still hitting 286. Uh, 309, 417, five homers, 35 RBIs, although I wrote Bree on here. Uh, 30 <laughs> runs and five stolen bases. I'm shocked on only five stolen bases. I assume that number is going to go up more because he is getting more playing time. Currently on a six-game hitting streak, by the way, with three multi-hit games in that six games. 
along with two homers, 14 RBIs, and six runs scored. I know that there was a Grand Slam weirdness in inside the park Grand Slam in Boston, but even taking that aside, the numbers still look very nice. He's currently batting 406 in the month of July. And if you're putting up Ted Williams 400 batting averages in the in a given month, and we are yeah. at the 26th right now as of recording, uh, you're going to get in the lineup a lot more. And if you're going to get, as you mentioned with Espinal, like if you're going to get in this lineup more often, yeah. it's going to lead in a, it's going to be really positive for you. So the fact that he's available in 85% of leagues, if you were looking for anything outfield, especially anything and potentially in the stolen base category as well, Tapia is a guy to go grab. Do you like your brie better cold or uh, baked? Baked with a nice, uh, I just did a, a brandied plum and mushroom kind mm. of topping on mine the other day. It was quite nice. I don't like uh, cherries or berries, so I'm a little bit weird, and so I don't like jams and stuff like that. But a baked brie with honey on top? Oh. Thumbs honey. up, man. Uh, oh, 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 put, put some nuts on that thing? Yeah. yeah. We're, we're calling it a day. And speaking of baked brie, let's talk about Adam Frazier. It's a weird thing to tie. They have Watch nothing to do with each other. It's just something I wanted to say. Um, <laughs> so Adam Frazier has been a disappointment this year. Um, a lot of this has to do with the fact that his batting average balls in play in the month of June is hilarious. So, you know, in April, he hit 238. That's not good. But he had a batting average of balls in play at 282. Mm-hmm. Okay. 275 in May. Better. 298. Okay. In July this year, and it's only 18 games, but he's hit 303, 319, 379 with a batting average balls of play of 339. Now that's a little high, but in June, this guy hit 144 with a 159 batting average balls in play. Wow. I don't care if he's negative 36 in hard hit percentage. That is in completely unsustainable thing. We have seen Adam Frazier when he is having his best runs be one of the best average guys in the sport. Yeah. The main reason I'm recommending him though, is because of the fact that he's eligible at second base and outfield. So if you Mm -hmm. are somebody who is looking for someone to get hot and be a strong average guy over the final two months, Adam Frazier, especially as a a roster ship below 50% makes a ton of sense for me. I agree with you there. I mean, there's a reason why he continues to move from team to team. Not because of, it's not because of, (laughs) of, of yeah. skill set. I mean, like he's no. a good player. He's a solid um, player. He probably he's a, should be a utility player on yes. a contender to be completely honest with you. I agreed. But a guy that plays four or five times a day and should hit because of the fact that he doesn't strike out a ton and, and can slash the baseball all over the place. He's much more the three Oh three and two seventy five guy that he was in May and July than the one forty four with yeah, a one fifty nine batting average ball. That is play jarring. That is jarring to, to envision. Um, let's talk about Dylan Carlson available in 52% of leagues. So just under the, the, the deadline, the marker there, um, Mm -hmm. on the season, still kind of waiting for his overall explosion, but it seems to be coming on the season, 256, 327, 410, five homers, 26 RBIs, 35 runs scored and four stolen bases with an OPS of 737. However, over his last six games, and I'm going to change that live to seven games, Mm -hmm. uh, well, he's hitting 318 over his last six with an OPS of north of one, but he's now got six extra base hits because he just hit a home run tonight, Tuesday night. Um, so that adds another one to him. So he's got six home runs on the year. He's been 
hitting in the leadoff spot or the number two spot in the lineup in seven of his last eight games. That is a very big deal considering for about the month prior, he was pretty much mired in the seven, six to eight um, spot in the lineup. He has moved his way back up to the top. Uh, The biggest issue with Dylan uh, Carlson right now is just simply the fact that if he happens to move to Washington in a theoretical Juan Soto trade, (laughs) I don't know that value is going to drop. I, I don't, I don't like, any part of being a part of the Washington nationals for the rest of the year for really anything fantasy for the most part. Um, So if Carlson were to move from a pretty decent lineup that he's in right now, hitting right in front of Goldschmidt and Arenado um, to a nationals team that might have Nelson Cruz on it. um, Yeah. Yeah. Like it's, it's his hits going to, his stock is going to take a hit, but if he remains on the Cardinals, we might be finally starting to see the breakout that we've been waiting for, for Dylan Carlson. Um, Super scorching hot right now. Plug him into your lineup until he isn't. Yeah, and I'll say this. I'll make a prediction. Um, Prediction sure to go wrong. I will say that he is not playing for the St. Louis Cardinals. I'm not sure if he's playing for the Washington Nationals. I'm just guessing that because of what St. Louis has built in outfield depth, I mean, it's it's a more quantity than quality, to be completely honest with you. Mm -hmm. It's just easier to move him for a – you know, either if they want to go get a top of the rotation, arm, I they think need they need arm. to go get a starting arm. pitcher as well, arms. too. They need arms but more than I, anything else. Yeah. yeah. Well, I would say anybody needs one. So one Soto is basically worth a pitcher. Sure, sure. <laughs> but I, I totally agree with what you're saying. Uh, and Dylan Carlson, to me, you know, I don't think he's ever going to be a star, but I always think he's going. I think he's going to be better than what we've seen so far. Agreed. What we've seen so far hasn't been terrible. Um Anthony Santander has been a guy that I have liked for a long time, ever since he was drafted in the Rule 5 draft, actually. And his numbers don't pop off the page. 242, 327, 425, 16 homers, 50 RBIs. But he's just a consistently good Mm -hmm. power hitter. His expected slugging percentage is in the 71st percentile. His barrel percentage is in the 63rd. Like, there's a lot of above-average statistics here. I like the fact that he walks a lot and he doesn't strike out a lot either. It gives you a good chance uh, to get some batting average balls and play luck, and he puts the ball over the fence enough, too. There's certainly sexier profiles available, but in terms of, like, consistency, and especially if you need help in the pop category, I like Santander a lot. I like him a lot, if he stays on the Orioles come August 2nd Um, only because I, I, he has been a name that has been discussed in trade talks. If he were to move to a team, he probably moves into more of a fourth outfielder role on a good team. So I would worry a little bit about that, but if he remains an Oriole, I am a hundred percent with you because I think he is perennially, not perennially for this entire season. He has been underrated for what he has been doing out there. And if he was doing this on a team that wasn't Baltimore, that people are still kind of, waking up to as yeah. like, Hey, they're actually a good team. Yeah. Um, his roster ship would be much higher. So you know who he makes sense for where it could be a nice fit. Cleveland, a team that doesn't, that has some openings in the outfield spot can be an everyday player. has a chance to drive in some runs. I think that might be a neat little landing spot, but I, that's a great point. If he was to go to say like, I don't know the Mets or yeah. the, the Dodgers or something like that, then you're talking about him being a part-time player. So that would that would be a little bit concerning. So that's uh, that's not just the thing for hats on the top of your head, is it? Nope, not just not just. <laughs> uh, let's talk about. I, I have Ramon Laureano on my list. He is exactly mm. rostered in fifty percent. So he mm. just he just sneaks in. Look, there's 
we know that he was suspended for any games for PEDs. We know he is kind of got, got off to a slow start. We know he's playing in Oakland, but he's got 10 home runs on the year. Um, an OPS above seven of seven seventeen. Mm-hmm. He's got nine stolen bases. So he's almost a double, double player. Yes. He is very prone to strike to strikeout. So yeah. this is not a player to roster in points leagues considering stolen bases are a part of his game and strikeouts are a part of his game. That yeah. equation does not equal success in points leagues, right. but in Roto leagues, he could have a new home in a week and his value would skyrocket. If it does, he is a very rare power speed combo guy that is still available this late in the year and still available. Like we said, in half of leagues, um, if you are looking for help in either of those two categories, I would go add. And if you aren't, even in a roto league, if he's available, I might speculatively add him if I had the ability just for the next week or so. Because if he were to move to a good team and suddenly be, you know, maybe a top of the order outfielder for a for a Brewers team, or if he were to suddenly move to, uh, I'm just thinking off the top of my head, um, maybe the Rays make a move for something because he's low cost. Like if there's yes. something in those spots. Uh, I think his value jumps up quite a bit and he might be worth a speculative ad in the process. Yeah. I think the thing with him too, is that there is something on Savant that has him like 12th and outs above average. I think that's just not accurate. I mean, it's, it might be accurate, it might be accurate but it's but not indicative of his right. defensive ability. Like this guy gets as good a jumps as anybody. And so he's going to be in the lineup for whatever team he plays for. Right. Like teams value that defense teams do not value this guy's defense a whole heck of a lot. Alex Kirilov has been really, really good as of late. Mm -hmm. Now, he's had an awful lot of one-hit games during this hit streak, but he does have a hit streak that has gone on since June 10th. He went one for five on Sunday, which doesn't help you a whole heck of a lot. This was a guy who was hitting like in the low 240s for a while, below that even, I think, in uh, like the start of June, just because he got off to such a wretched start. But since he's come back up, he's been Mm an excellent contributor in the average category. Do I expect many much power here? No. In fact, the only two home runs he hit in July were in a two-homer game against the White Sox. But if you're looking for somebody to help in that average category and somebody who has been much better as of late than his numbers suggest, I think Alex Kirilov qualifies. I'm with you on that one. Uh, speaking of two home run, two home runs, that's how many Stephen Kwan has over the course of the entire season. He just hit mm-hmm. one off of Liam Hendricks the other night, breaking a 67 home run uh, drought game, home run drought, which is kind of hilarious to think of. Um, that being said, he is still available in 68% of Yahoo leagues, still hitting 290 on the year, still has an OPS just shy of 750. Um, you'd like to see the stolen bases up a little bit more, only sure. with six, um, but 45 runs scored is still very nice. Uh, has the leadoff spot locked up right now in Cleveland. Um, He's he's let off every game there since June 24th. And on the year, he has struck out 29 times and he has walked 33 times. I know this isn't Juan Soto in the sense that he's walking more than striking out, but like um, still that elite eye plays in points leagues where you don't get the negative from the strikeouts. If you're in OBP league, he is very (laughs) much worth it and still available in 68% of Yahoo leagues. If you're looking for average OBP, runs scored, um, any of those type of things, Quantra guy. Yeah, absolutely. And I think he's been much better over the last couple of weeks as well. Like, yes. I think when I was researching it, he was a guy I was going to add, but you stole him from me, um, that he was hitting like 378 over the last two weeks or something like that. That'll 
definitely play. Uh, the guy I'm going to recommend for my final outfielder is a guy that isn't getting a heck of a lot of playing time. I mean, he's playing, but it, it, there are some question marks. But I think his playing time could go way up here in a second. Brendan Donovan, a guy who's sitting 280 with a 770 OPS. Again, uh, we just must not like power, although we I recommend Anthony Santander, so I must not hate power. But he can get on base, man. He can hit for an average and I think he's a guy that's going to be really attractive at the trade deadline as well. And a guy that mm-hmm. the Cardinals can kind of afford to move and already eligible at a bunch of spots in Yahoo leagues as well. Probably a guy I want more on my bench than playing every single day. But it's hard for me to imagine that you don't have more solid floor options than Brendan Donovan to put on your bench. I think that's completely fair. Let's head over to the pitchers bound here and talk about some pitchers available here. Let's talk about a little quicker. Um, let's talk about Alex Cobb. Let's start off with him. Available in 66% of Yahoo leagues, three and four on the year with a 4.26 ERA, 1.33 WHIP, and 74 strikeouts across 76 innings. Um, the 4.26 ERA isn't great, but his expected ERA is 2.89, which is in the yeah. 87th percentile. His expected slugging is 3.12, which is easily the best of his career, and that's also in the 87th percentile. And he's in the 95th. Per- 95th percentile in barrel percentage multiple trips to the il this year have slowed him down but when healthy and went on the mound he is showing good signs it just has not particularly paid off yet if you could trade for him i would if you could add him i absolutely would because the underlying metrics say that he is doing a much better job than what is currently showing he could be someone who genuinely changes the game over the last two months if he can suddenly kind of bring back that 98 mile an hour sinker change up kind of whatever, whatever pitch he calls that. Cause he doesn't, right. he doesn't like labeling it looks <laughs> absolutely filthy. Um, I think he could be huge over the last two months or so. Yeah. And I will say this too. If, if the uh, giants continue to play like poo poo over these months, I wonder if oh, you could be an interesting trade candidate possible. as well. It would I think be he's a free it, agent at the end of the it, year. So yeah, and I, I think his value uh, could go up. So this guy is rostered uh, well uh, below the 50 percentile. I imagine it's going to jump about 30 to 40 percent by the time that he actually gets there. Dustin May, it's just a reminder to go get him right go now. Go get him. His stuff is so filthy. Right I know ball. there have been yeah. some concerns about he doesn't miss bats the way that his stuff would like you would maybe think because, you know, his fastball is a little straighter than uh, it. it, it it's not consistently sure. a great moving pitch. Uh, Waluigi is one of my favorite pitchers to watch in baseball. It, it just should go without saying that Dustin May should be rostered significantly higher than this. Even if you have to drop him, if he ends up pitching in like a relief role, though, he can still have a lot of value because that stuff is electric. Look, again, we're talking about players that can make a genuine difference on your team right now. There's not many of them on the waivers because if they were, they already been, would have been snapped up. Dustin mm-hmm. May has that has that potential to be a game changer for you over the last couple months of the year. Could not agree more. Let's talk about Braxton Garrett for Miami. Available in 68% of Yahoo leagues. Two and three with a 3.42 ERA, 1.14 whip, and 47 Ks to only 11 walks across 47 and a third innings. Over his last four games, granted, three of them were against Washington and two of them (laughs) against Pittsburgh. I will put the caveat out there. Sure. He has three quality starts, has given up five total runs in 25 innings, and has struck out 25. He faces Cincinnati on Wednesday, so let the good times keep rolling there against uh, weak opponents. 98th percentile in chase rate. 
he is throwing he's throwing pitches he is getting whiffs um i think you definitely want to start him against cincy and i think he's a great dfs play as well but moving forward i, I think he's shown enough that he has the strikeout potential that he can be a useful piece moving forward like i said still available in 68 percent of leagues the only concern i have for him is his name suggests backup ohio state quarterback but um, other than that, there's a lot to like about Braxton. Doesn't that just like scream like yeah, three-star guy who chose Ohio State over Iowa? And he uh, looks Michigan like the State. guy I look down on my phone, and I'm just like, Ohio State signed five-star quarterback, and I'm like, God, <laughs> yeah. Braxton Garrett's going to Ohio State. <laughs> yes, that's what, um, that's what that reminds me of. So, Colin, there is a pitcher that is available in 60% of leagues that has a 62 to nine strikeout to walk ratio. Do you know who it is? Tell who I'm trying to George Kirby. George Kirby is available in 60% of leagues. And it's because he got sent down because they're going to manage his innings. It's coming up to start on Wednesday. I think he's a great get. Like if you look at the Mm -hmm. metrics here, it's not all pretty like hard hit percentage in the 21st percentile. Doesn't get a lot of spin on his fastball or curve. He's not going to be an elite bat misser, but to say he pounds the strike zone is the understatement of understatements. Mm -hmm. And he gives up, you know, uh, the hard hit percentage of 21%, I think that's misleading. I, I have watched a lot of these starts. A lot of these hard hit balls are him making the right pitch, and you're just making hard contact yep. into the end. So, I mean, you if you're somebody who needs help in a whip especially, George Kirby is an excellent option. He'll be starting on Wednesday against the Rangers. I think that's a great option. I'm with you on there. Uh, let's talk about um, – I've got Brady Singer here, available in 77% of Yahoo Leagues. Since the start of July, he has an ERA of 266 with 32 <laughs> strikeouts across 23 and two-thirds innings. Overall in the year, a 382 ERA and a 121 whip. I mean, I know that he's on Kansas City, but still plays a lot of central teams, still works done. I think if you pick and choose your starts with him, I think he could do very nicely for you. Um, also, I wanted to highlight uh, highlight Reed Detmers, uh, the top prospect. I know you had to be happy to see his name on my sheet. Available in 82% of Yahoo leagues. Since getting recalled from AAA, he has uh, two quality starts, one win, 19 strikeouts across 17 innings pitched. He's only given up two earned runs. And the opponents that he pitched against, Baltimore, Houston, Atlanta. That's not yeah. an easy That's not an easy run for a pitcher um Detmers took all of them and only gave up like I said two earned runs across 17 innings there I think he's I mean the pedigree the stuff this is this is a person the Angels need to give as much time to him as anybody else on that roster why is Joe Adele not there if you're just going to tank it anyways um put Reed Detmers into your lineups I think he has a bright future ahead of him overall and I think he could be an impact arm rest of season yeah, I still think he's better real life than fantasy, but there's certainly mm-hmm. something to consider. Yep. I covered the Brady Singer start that he had against the Rays. Uh, Roman Quinn did all of the damage against him, but took a no-hitter uh, deep into mm-hmm. that game. He, I've been really impressed from what I've seen. Consistency isn't the thing, but a, definitely a streaming option to look at. Uh, if he needs saves, Sir Anthony Dominguez, for some reason, is rostered below 50%. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine a better closing option, to be completely honest with you. <laughs> I mean, the Phillies are a mess, but it hasn't been because of Sir Anthony Dominguez. He's looked excellent in the role. He'd be somebody that I'd be looking to roster. Uh, And then my final pitcher – oh, no, I actually have two more. But I'll go uh, for my – since we're doing a little serpentine action, I'll go Aaron Ashby, who really impressed me in his last Mm -hmm. start as well. I love his swing and miss stuff. It looks like he's getting more comfortable getting deeper into games. The Milwaukee lineup is not great. 
but I think they're going to figure some stuff out and he's going to get a chance to pitch against the NL central, which probably shouldn't exist right now. <laughs> I call them a flyover division. Yeah, I'm, not flyover sure if, division. I'm not sure. If, I'm not sure if Drew appreciated that. Who cares? I, I mean, look, you got to earn it. Yeah. Um, highlight quickly, uh, Trevor Rosenthal, um, of again, available in 99% of Yahoo leagues. Why? Because he just signed. Yeah. Uh, signed a one-year deal with the Giants worth $4.5 million with $2 million of additional incentives. That's a pretty steep chunk of money for two yeah. months' worth of work. Um, right. That makes me think that they have every intention of giving him an opportunity to close games if, when he is healthy. He's sure. going to start on the IL and is reportedly a few weeks away from live action. Yeah. Like I said, he could be the Giants' closer rest of year. Um, in 2020, which was his last full season because he was missed all of last year with an injury, had a 1.9 ERA and a .85 WHIP, and struck out 42% of the batters he faced. Only six pitchers saved more games in that shortened 2020 season, and only eight relievers struck out more hitters. So there is pedigree there, and it's I don't have to reach too far back into the Rolodex to go find it. Um, someone to keep him monitor, monitor right now. I don't think you need to go grab him right now because, like I said, he is on the IL. He's going to take a, probably a week or two, but like they're paying him quite a bit of money. That implies to me that they have at least eyes for him being a closer. Yeah, it was really interesting because I, I wrote up that transaction. They signed him and then immediately put him on the injured list, but not with a pitching injury, with a hamstring strain, which mm-hmm. is – Kind of odd. Um, I, I'm a, I think there's a lot of risk here, to be completely honest with Quite you. A bit. But if you can stash him on your injured list, yeah, sure. why not? And see what yeah. he looks like. There, there could be uh, – there are worse things to do. And then my final pitcher, I can't believe I am recommending a Pittsburgh Pirate pitcher here. Mitch Keller is somebody that I'm taking a much closer look at. Mm-hmm. I've been really impressed with what I've seen from him in July in his four starts in the month. He has a 2.88 ERA. He has a strikeout to walk ratio of 25 to 3. Even in that game that he pitched that the Yankees ended up losing 16-0 and he gave up four runs, he had a 7-1 to strikeout to walk ratio and he had as many ground balls as he had fly balls. He was not the reason that team lost 16 to nothing, and he's looked much better over his last few as well. Former top prospect, you know, overall numbers aren't great. But, like, again, a guy who's going to be pitching in the NL Central and going to get some weak lineups to face, I think he's definitely worth a look because I do believe long-term, too, I'm a big believer in Mitch Keller, and I'll be even a bigger believer in Mitch Keller when he changes organizations because this is what Pirates pitchers do. They go there, they look okay for a while, and then they go and become aces somewhere else. It's science. I personally prefer when they all come to the Yankees and look really good. <laughs> yeah. Um, also, shouts to JT Brubacher as well, who has been pitching very nicely for Pittsburgh as well over the last month. Um, just the last couple names to throw out. Jeffrey Springs did not officially make the cut. He was He's available only in 41% of Yahoo leagues, but is available in 64% of ESPN leagues. So mm. still might have a spot out there. He has a 2.5 ERA, 1-1 whip, and 72 strikeouts to only 15 walks across 68 innings. He just came off the IL, so there might be an opportunity to go grab him. I think there, I think he's worth it. Um, also, just a couple more guys to keep him uh, – don't have to add right now, but just keep in mind, Felix Bautista of Baltimore, Michael Gibbons of the Cubs, Yeri De Los Santos of the Pirates, all of those guys, the setup men – for very likely to be traded closers. If there was a time to potentially preempt a pickup, now would be the time to do so. You can drop on Tuesday, next Tuesday, if you need to. But um, all three of those guys in line to potentially be closers come August 3rd, just thing to keep in mind out. And I will just mention quickly, mainly because I was 
kind of wrong about him, to be completely honest with you. Remember, we did that show where I was talking about that I. Oh, I remember it. I remember it vividly, and I'm keeping track of everything moving forward. Yeah, Yeah, I bet. Uh, (laughs) Jose Miranda got off to an atrocious start. But over the last 30 days, he is hitting 338 with four home runs and 18 RBIs. He's eligible at first base and third base and available in 80% of leagues. Definitely a guy I would be taking a closer look at. And then one other one real quick. I think Sean Murphy is going to get traded. Yeah. Shane Langoliers would be somebody that I would be considering when that trade happens, especially if you're somebody who's playing in a two-catcher league or if you need some pop because – I have some question marks about the hit tool with Langoliers. I don't doubt that he's going to hit some dingers. Yeah, dude's got some raw power in there. Yeah, uh, If you're looking for a pop, that's where you're going. Yep. But that just about finishes up our show for today. If you enjoyed the show, then make sure you are subscribed or wherever you listen to your podcast so you don't miss an episode. And if you listen on Apple Podcasts, please be sure to rate and review us. Love those five stars. And while you're at it, be sure to follow NBC Sports Edge on Twitter, YouTube, and Twitch to be informed of all of our live shows, Q&As, segments, articles, and more so you can stay up to date on everything around the league and join in on the action. You can follow me on Twitter at Lie, and you can follow Chris at Crawford underscore M-I-L-B. Be sure to tune back in Friday morning for DJ and Drew as they invite MLB Network's John Morosi on to preview the trade deadline, so make sure you don't miss it. And make sure you're with us right here same time next week as we as we recap all of the trade deadline madness. Hopefully it's a fun one. So until then, stay safe out there. And as always, thanks for the listen. Matt, give me a double play combination of Dan Vogelbach and Dominic Smith. It will be the highlight of my entire life. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Is this house a good price compared to others in the area? Are prices going up or down? If I don't make an offer right this very moment, will I miss my chance? These are just some of the questions a home buyer might ask. And these are the sorts of questions an agent who is a Realtor can help answer. Because Realtors have the expertise, data, and access to specialty training to help you navigate the process of buying a home. They provide support, guidance, and have your back every step of the way. That's what Realtors do, because that's who we are. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors.